This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Scott Huff. Nice job. So, what does he do so well? What does he do well that allows him to play multiple spots? He's strong. He's he's, he's strong. He's fundamental. He's 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 good. Um, and yeah, and he's and he's picked up the offense. You know, he's another guy that graduated early and got here, and, and so uh, yeah, he's done a, he's done a really nice job. He's had a really good spring. Where have you seen the most first and Roger and Troy? It's kind of uh, just their consistency. Yeah, their consistency. Um, you know, we get to play against you know some really good edge players. Uh, and they, they've done they've done a good job all camp, and just I'd say just the consistency. You know, they got their individual things they've been working on, Troy's posture, and so, but they, they've done. Um, I think they've done a good job just playing consistent, more consistent. How close is Gary into breaking through to that first? Yeah, game? he's been, he's had a great spring too. Yeah, I can't say enough good things for him. So he's right there. He's right there. He's been doing a really good job. Is there a spot for him? Like because he seems like he can play three different spots. He's yeah, good. he really can. I mean, that's awesome. Credit to him. Guard guard memoir can play a lot of different spots. Um, yeah, we you know, and you guys know. I think that we try to move the guys around and just try to figure out you know who can who can do what in case you know that injury bug ever happens. Knock on wood, it doesn't. But yeah, the heat, Raj Card, they've all had good springs. Could you talk about the three other guys from that class? And I'm talking Peacock, Worsh, and Morale. Where they're uh, Worsh is in the class below that. Okay, we'll add him to the group. Though. Yeah, no, all those guys. Uh, I can't say enough good things. I mean, I think they've all been getting better. And, and um, you know, again, each of them different different things fundamentally that they've been improving on but um i, I like where we're at right now worse is just a late starter to football right so he's had yeah to catch he has up. yep that's right you know he had the, you know he's again the kid that played during covid and uh or had the covid thing didn't get to play um and so yeah he he was fairly he's fairly raw but i can see he's big and he's athletic and he's figuring it out and so i've been pleased with how he's been and Morel came in here with huge credentials and i know he's probably had some knee issues or something where's where he at miles has been doing good he's been playing both guard spots for us um he's had a good spring again he, he's he's really changed his body i don't know if you've seen he's leaned down he's like he's looking good um and so he's yeah he's i, I mean i'm just Overall, it's been really positive for all these guys. And the last guy, Peacock, is he kind of a late bloomer too, like Worsh in a way? Um, yeah, a little bit. You know, Sam. Sam again. He didn't get to. He got to play. I guess. How did that work out? Because he was, that those guys were all at the back end of COVID. Yeah, Sam didn't get to do the shot put. We were, he was hoping to win this, uh, set the state championship record in shot that year. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's just been making nice, steady progress. Right? Yep. And so I, I'm. I'm been pleased with Sam's progress. Both those tackles look like they've been putting weight on yeah, all of a yep, sudden more than ever. Yep, they have been. They've been doing a great job. Coach Mack and his staff have been, you know, busting their butts. And, um, yeah, we'll get ready as soon as spring ball's over to get, get started again, you know, and make, make another hopefully big stride with their bodies. Yeah, Coach, you know how it is with people. They, they don't always want to know about the starters because they get to see those guys all the time. Right. Parker Brailsford, uh, Landon Hatchett, you already t- kind of talked oh, yeah, about Landon and how he's come along, but those two guys battling for that backup, you know, uh, center spot. 
but you also have moved Parker outside a little bit. And I know you like to cross train yep. and things like that. But what is it about Parker Brailsford that makes him a guy that you could move outside? Yeah, he's just fundamentally he's good. He's not. He's I think he's up to like two hundred seventy five pounds, but he's really strong and he plays with really good leverage. Um, and that and that helps him play bigger than he is. You know, you, th- you throw in technique and your fundamentals, and then being weight room strong, it's a pretty good combination. And he played left tackle in high school, right? He Didn't played he? a little bit of everything. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he played all over the place. Which, honestly, when, when watching this film, that's one of the things that was like, wow, this guy's playing center. Now he's playing left guard. He did end up ultimately playing tackle, um, but he's got film at every at, at, at coming out of high school at every position. Are, are those two guys that because they're only separated by a year, and Landon might be a little bit further ahead just because he's a little bit bigger and things like that um are those two guys that you could see that two three years down the road where one's playing center and one's playing guard sure i mean we're gonna you guys know we're gonna always play the best five and so whatever combination of that we can get i mean if those guys are two of our best guys we're gonna figure it out i don't know i mean that could be whoever playing tackle guard center we're gonna just figure out the best guy back in 2021 julius bulow was your starter for i don't what first five six games whatever it was Uh, yeah something like that whatever it was and and he, you ended up having to yep, MJ came yeah, in, MJ yep. came in and, and took over for him and everything like that. Where, what kind of mentality has he had to, you know, yeah. take a step back and then now be in the mix? Well, the thing that was so awesome is that he was playing with so much confidence. You know, that fall camp he came out and was playing with a ton of confidence, and then just slowly kind of lost lost it you know and sometimes guys just need a chance to reset i feel like julius is playing back with that confidence right now and so that's been you know that's all you i mean whether it's your kids that you know your kids your kids at home your players you know the guys you you just want people to have confidence right confidence is cash and they got to earn it you know and so he's been putting in the work and and i i I feel like he's back playing with confidence is he grading out better now than he was back at that ball camp that you can remember i would say he's probably very similar i i I couldn't i don't off the top of my head i couldn't tell you for sure we would be splitting hairs there but he's definitely playing at a high level right now going from Corey to mateo yep what's the difference well mateo's bigger um you know, he's just a bigger body. Mateo played a lot for us last year. He's played a lot for us over the years. Um, you know, Corey, where, where Corey really, I felt like, excelled was that he just, he, he gave, he, his film study and stuff gave the group a lot of confidence. He knew what was going on. He really did a great job at just running the show out there, right? Because, you know, crowd noise, everything else. I can't be on the sideline yelling, whatever. So the center is really important in that. And I felt like Corey did an excellent job there. Teo is getting to that point. He's definitely done it at times. Don't get me wrong. He just, again, it comes with reps and experience, confidence in himself, right? And so, uh, but but Mateo has, uh, he's got a great skill set, big kid. I mean, he, he, he really, he's, he's a, he should be a good player for us. He's played guard. He's played tackle. Just how much more difficult is it just on the mental side of what's expected from him to know? How big of a jump is that from going from guard tackle to playing center? It's really not the mental side. It's the communication side, right? And just being able to instill that confidence in your guys like, hey, you're going to this combo or this is the pressure or whatever. And it's just, it's just it comes with time and just seeing it and being right and feeling like, okay, I put in the work and I know what's up and 
you know, and just and going. So it's 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 more about communicating than it is anything else. A lot of you know the fans they know they know your starters, they know your ones and twos, but they always want to know about the young guys. How are your young guys coming? Oh, along? I mean, I, well, so Landon and, and Zach Henning are two uh, you know true freshmen that are here right now. They've done an awesome job. And let me just tell you, it is not easy as you guys can imagine. I don't know what you guys were like, but my senior year in high school, that second semester, I had baseball at least to keep me. But these these guys, they have been model citizens they've been like great students they've just been i mean you couldn't you would think that they're five-year vets the way that they handle their business and so credit to them and their families i mean they've just been outstanding and really excited about both those guys one more from me what'd you feed you guys for breakfast this morning nails and tacks no and- i don't know they, they, they get fed whatever i just i wish i got the same food well i guess i kind of do but uh, yeah they were chippy today oh yeah they, they, that's good right i mean that's what you want right you want both sides to be you know, competing out there, and that's—I mean, credit. You know, iron sharpens iron. We got a great defense, and they've been giving us a ton of good looks, uh, causing some problems for us with different packages they have in. And so they've been doing a great job, and it's fun. I like watching the guys compete. What was going on with this Mateo? What was going on with the offensive line today? Did they withhold breakfast from you guys, or what was the deal? You guys seem chippier than normal. Uh, you know, we were just emphasizing finishing plays today, finishing blocks, and so. You know, with that, sometimes uh, defenders can get a little upset about how the play's finished, and it gets chippy just both ways. So, Do they have reason to be upset today? Uh, I don't think so. You know, it's just the nature of the game. Just trying to finish guys, finish blocks, play to the whistle. I mean, does that make it a little more fun? I know the coach is going to get all over you guys for that. I mean, there's no doubt that it brings a lot of energy to practice. You know, when guys are a little heated, that competitive spirit definitely... Uh, kind of elevates competition at practice. How are you fitting in so far this spring? I'm having fun. Uh, just, you know, controlling what I can control, doing everything I can to get better every day. You've been here long enough to see turnover, but, you know, you, you're missing a few guys. You're missing Jackson. You're missing, you know, Henry. Mm-hmm. What's it like just with that turnover and just the adjustment with new guys? You know, the thing about our offensive line as a unit is we've always been really deep in our depth and uh, had guys that have, you know, played a lot behind the starters and, uh, the experience is there, and I think as a unit, guys are used to playing with each other, so I don't think there's much turnover. You've uh, become a starter this spring. Have you learned anything from that? Because you've been on the cusp all these years and, and started as a freshman, a redshirt freshman, I guess. Yeah. But here, you're out here, and they're talking like you're an all pac 12 guy, the way they describe you and your mobility, things like that. What have you learned? You know, I just, I've always brought the same kind of mindset to practice and the way I prepare, and, uh, you know, I've I don't want to say waited for my opportunity, but uh, you know I feel like I've I've waited for a while, so I've just been ready to kind of take what comes my way. How hard is waiting? It's definitely challenging. I mean, everyone out here, everyone that suits up for practice is you know an ultra competitor and someone who has self confidence and thinks that they can do you know just as good a job as not, if not better, than the guy who's you know potentially in front of them. So waiting is not easy. So you heard all the stuff that like Huff's been talking about you and DeBoer, you know how you're really this mobile, really super athletic. Uh, you know, talking with Huff, we always talk about, you know, strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, he's obviously mentioned some stuff like that to me, but I don't try not to read too much into media and what people say, you know, when I'm not there. You've got to be flattered when your coaches are talking about you like that. It's definitely a big compliment, you know, if that's the kind of stuff they're saying, but there's always stuff that can improve and be better. So You've played all over the line. I mean, if you could just pencil in the play tomorrow and you get to choose what are you going to choose uh, at this point you know i'm staying with center um i've really only played 
you know, center and right tackle, you know, in game settings. So I'm happy with center right now and just continuous improvement. That's my biggest thing. I know you're doing center right now, but I mean, if you had to change, you know, switch over and play one of, you know, guard or tackle, does your mindset change or is it all pretty much the same? Uh, mindset doesn't change. Uh, you know, it's O-line is a mindset in general and it's just physicality is a choice and preparation and execution. So mindset stays the same. Yeah, feel free to get help if you want. Roger Rosengarten. Why is it anytime the word food comes up, they say stay away from Roger because he's just a tank? Why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's 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 a good question. I, you know, playing offensive line is one of those things where you you gotta always get your calorie intake by the end of the week, and it just happens to be that my calorie intake's a lot higher because I burn a lot. So I definitely got I got to put down some food. So. We talked to Mike about, you know, after the year, after the season last year, he took you guys to El Gaucho. Yep. Yeah. That's... I'm going to get your version. How many steaks did you have? Oh, shoot. So I think the menu was set up for only one. So we asked the we asked the waiter. We were like, so can we get two or three steaks? I think I had two or three steaks, two was servings. two or three? I think, it was, I think it was two. I think it was two. But I had a lot of mashed potatoes, asparagus, and then they had these, like, bread rolls that were really good <laughs> that we all got after. So, Did you see the bill? Uh, I did. I did. I did. I did see the bill. <laughs> yep. it, you're smiling. Yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't cheap, I'll tell you that. It wasn't, it wasn't cheap. But, yeah. Tell me what it's like. I, I mean, coming in, you know, we were just talking to Mateo, and, you know, he had to wait his turn, and I know waiting is hard. You know, and last year you're coming in having to fight for a position, and I know you're going to say you're fighting for it now, but you're more established. What's the difference between going from that waiting game, fighting for the position, and knowing, you know, hey, I just got to continue to keep my job? Yeah, I mean, ever since I got here, I came that mentality mindset that I want to get on the field as quick as possible, uh, no matter what's in front of me. I try to perfect my craft every day within technique, effort, and whatever you, you are, what you put on film, like Huff says always. So whatever I do, I knew I had to play kind of that waiting game, as you said, the first couple years. Um, took a lot of advice from some older guys, Jackson, Luke, all those guys. Took as much as I can from them, then got that opportunity and didn't let it go. So Yeah, and a lot of guys will say that, but you're actually doing it. What's the difference from being told that and actually doing it? What separates you? I mean, it's it all just comes down to what you do in practice. I mean, practice. I, I treat practice like it's a game. Because um, if you can't be a good practice player, it's going to be even harder for you in the game. So I take what I get from the weight room, from the, the whiteboard, from our meetings, and I do it all what I can to my best ability and put it all on the field. So Yeah, kind of the surprising thing about practice today is it was a little chippy and some stuff oh, yeah. going on out there, and you weren't in the middle of it. That, that's kind of surprising to me. Yeah, because you usually are the guy. Yeah, in the I, yeah, I would say so. I, I, our group wasn't out there when it started to kind of get escalated, but I, got, I ran out there protecting uh, guard out there, my roommate. So uh, I, I know uh, tensions get high, competitiveness is always up there. So yeah, I try to get in there, protect my boys. So a little yeah. bit of that's a little bit of fun. Absolutely, I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> boys be boys. Oh yeah. Yep. Especially especially if it's the roommate out there. You gotta, you gotta go, uh, go help brother out. So, but then there's film room. Yep. <laughs> then there's there's this film room. Absolutely. Film room. We like when that happens. Um, you definitely get a, you get a word from the higher ups, Coach DeBoer and Coach Grubb, telling you guys you can't do that. You know, you gotta get it away, get it out of the way in practice. So, yeah. You know, just speaking of coaches getting on you, Coach Huff is right over here. What's one thing that you can do that you know you're gonna catch hell from Coach Huff? Um. What's the one thing? 
I, I'd say always keeping keeping my feet moving through my punch. It, it's not only just me; it's all of us. But if, if I had one thing to work on, keep my feet moving through that punch, and always get my second step in that run game. He's always he's always getting honest about that. So have you looked forward and just have you taken a look at the schedule this year? Um, yeah, I've, I've taken a few glances at it. Yeah, right. yeah. Any anything's jumping out at you? Um. I mean, like like Coach said last year, we uh, it's the games in November that you remember. So that November te- uh, schedule is going to be real tough, but I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah. You know, nobody knows the defense like you do. You go up against them all the time. Who's jumping out at you on, over on the other side of the ball? Uh, I mean, you got your obvious guys, Braylon Zion off the edge. Those guys are really those guys are, in my opinion, the best in the pack and. Um, one of the best in the nation, if not the best. Um, these guys bring it every single day. They have a relentless rush. So I'd say Braylon or Zion, and then uh, middle linebackers, Eddie and Zoe. Those guys are bringing it and giving it to us every day. So yeah. Yeah, I know when you're practicing, I, I, there's got to be some guys that you just like going up against a little bit more than yep. the others and you take a little bit more pleasure in beating them. Who's that guy over on the defensive side that you love? Oh, it's definitely Braylon or Zion, like I said. Uh, those guys are the best, and if I know if I could beat them and play with good technique against them, I could do it against anyone in the country. So. And Braylon, Zion, and you, who talks the most? Uh, well, I don't know. We, uh, we kind of got, when I was sort of younger, we, we kind of used to jar at each other uh, quite a bit. It used to be all a mix of us, but we kind of got that respect for each other. So it's, it's really a mix and match of all of us. So I wouldn't say one guy or the other. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus. Coach Marks. Wayne Talapapa, how tough is it to replace the pass pro from Wayne? Because mm, I thought he was man. as good as I've seen in a while. Wayne was... Yeah, I would say the say the least. It'd be hard to. I've had a few guys in the past that were is, is arguably as good as he is, but he just gave you such a, you know, just a sense of just, just uh, comfort, you know, and, and security that he's going to take care of Mike. Um, so it's really really hard to replace. But you know, CD has a ton of ton of reps. Um, you know, I feel confident with CD going out there as well too. Now you just got to develop more of those guys in the room because when you have Wayne, you bring CD in. I still I feel good about it. You know, uh, and obviously Rich has some experience in that as well. Um, and all those guys really, to an extent, you know, you just want to see, you know, young some younger guys, you know, have a little bit more lead, you know, behind them a little bit and stouter at times um, because they know who to go to. It's just really we want to make sure we keep that pocket, the integrity of the pocket. Um, as much as possible. So uh, replacing a guy like Wayne, it's, you know, sometimes it's tough, but also, I mean, you want to accept the challenge as a coach because now it's like, shoot, you want a whole room of guys that can do that. You know, when he was out here at Pro Day, you know, Mm -hmm. he took off his shirt, and we were all saying if we looked like that, we'd never wear a shirt, shirt. never Mm -hmm. wear a shirt. How much of that pass pro is has to do with the work he's put in in the weight room and then he's a shorter guy so he's got a little bit more leverage and then just oh, the really is how long his arms were he's a strong guy functionally but he had long arms you know it's just like a tackle i mean you you hear tackles they go to the nfl and you hear about their reach Wayne has long arms 
So even I, I had a couple guys that have been shorter guys, and they had super long arms, and they were great. They were better than some of the guys that were six foot, just because they not only did they have natural leverage, but they had long arms and reached just as long as they did. So it worked out almost even better, to be honest. You knew Randy Hart, right? Yep. No. Nah. I was commenting, we've seen a lot of stuff, mm. football on a stick. I yeah. have never seen helmet on a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about helmet on a stick. Yeah, just working a stiff arm, just what it's like with a you know, a guy taking a low shot and being able to use one of your weapons to obviously stiff arm that helmet away and actually give them a real target versus just a, a ball, but just something to where now it's like, oh, here goes helmet, boom, stiff arm now, and just being able to react to it. So, uh, yeah, it's a great tool that we use. Uh, we love it. We've been doing this a long time, and you know we've seen a lot of freshmen come in, but some have just a little something. You can't describe what mm. it is. I think you may have one of those guys in Tybo Rogers. Tell us what you saw from Tybo Rogers that made you think he was going to fit in here. Uh, man, just a complete football player. I mean, our defensive coach was one of them at safety. I mean, the kid can just, he's a football player. And for me, uh, that's what I start with. Guys that are just that are willing to play defense, guys that are just, just pure football players. And Tybo just has a very, like when you watch him play the game, it's very natural. There's a lot of things he does where you just see it just comes easy to him. Now, obviously, he's spinning out here right now because it's a lot to process and the game's faster and those things. But then you see him do some things, you're just like, okay, that's different. Yeah. You know, so he does a lot of things very good naturally. It's just now it's just picking up the system. And I told him if he's not in the building, uh, living in here, if he's and and then if he's not in the classroom, he should be here, studying, getting ready to go. Whether that's getting extra lifts in, being you know watching extra film, studying the playbook. I said he's wrong because I think Tybo is one of those guys that could end up being really really special one day if he develops that way. Is it going to be tough to keep off the field this year? Um, yeah, it might be pretty hard to keep him off the field. Yeah, I mean because he does some things you just you know it's. It's pretty good, okay. you know, but we'll see. You know, I mean, I would, you would love to sit there and think that, you know, Dylan, you know, CD and, you know, Will and guys like that can just play. But, you know, he, again, he does some things you're just like, you just can't coach that. One more thing and I'll let you go. Just, you know, the thing that I saw, like I said, I, I saw it, but I can't describe it. Can you describe what it is that I'm seeing that I don't know what it is, but I know there's something there? You with Tybo? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the dude is, yeah, it's, it's, I don't want to, you know, put the cart before the horse, but again, he, he's very natural. He just kind of has it. How we doing? Brian Grubb. I didn't know our viewers today. Neither did we. Welcome. Yeah, good to be here. Hey, uh, if, if you were to watch all of Michael's film last year and, and just try to identify what can he, what can he improve? What are the biggest areas for improvement coming off of the year that he had? Mm, um, you know, for Mike, consistency in his footwork and, you know, not rushing through things when it's not perfect is something I think he worked really hard on last year. But you can always improve on that, making sure that you're consistent, getting through your progressions and not going too fast through stuff. And just, you know, the consistency of footwork, I think, is something that Mike's worked really, really hard at. And even though I think he's better this spring than he was in the fall. So I feel like he's taking that on. And then just always, you know, making good decisions. You know, even he didn't make very many bad ones last year, but – you know, don't put the ball into a post safety. Don't give him an opportunity to turn the ball over. So I always think that that's an opportunity to just never never give a defense a chance to put their football team back in the game. This time last year you guys talked about how it's it's hard for one of those quarterbacks to really, like, take the leadership role when you're splitting reps evenly and it's a competition. Yeah. 
Do you see him carrying himself differently this year, knowing oh, yeah. he's the guy? Yeah, I think that, you know, Mike's a respectful kid, and, and so is Demo. So I think there was a, um, you know, respectful competition where those guys weren't going to step out of themselves, you know, and, and uh, try to step in front of the other guy. But now there's some obvious positions that, you know, Mike is in where he can step up and, and help lead. Rome is another guy who it seems like he's a lot better than he was last season, and he was pretty good last season. Where are the where are the places where you've seen him continue to raise his level? Weight room, weight room. He's that's Rome's only. Be pressed, be strong. He's 215 pounds now, and, and he looks stronger. He looks more physical. Keep his body healthy throughout the season. I think that's you know that was Rome's limiting factor is just continue to beat press coverage and that's what people are going to look for in answers against a big guy and um, I think as long as he can do that and be physical through it he'll he'll be even better a couple weeks ago you talked about Mateo and kind of his demeanor the steps you wanted him to take do you feel like he's continuing to progress that way he is he is always wanted to be a little bit faster and a little bit more um, but he's he's getting there I think that when you're not in that position for such a long time that um, it can hinder you a little bit and so you can see him sometimes almost reminding himself, like, I got to get the guys going. I got to get the energy right. I got to get the guys running the line of scrimmage. So I know it means something to him, and he's trying to get better at it. So we're we're continuing to work with him on it. With the tight end room, too, when you go past those top two guys who you've seen a lot of football, what, what have you seen from Quentin? Had, had some big plays today and Cuevas, and how do you feel like those guys might be able to help you? So two parts to that. I think, number one, both those guys bring a, a, a different level of physicality. They're both really, really physical football players, um, which is a little, I don't want to say a surprise from Josh, but it's its better than we anticipated, and which is a good thing. And then the, the other part is that they're both getting, Coach Sheridan's doing a great job getting them a lot of reps, um, and they're just getting better at the offense. You know, like I heard Q Moore today correcting someone on, on a RVA or routes versus air, and I was like, I turned around, I was like, are you kidding me? You know, like that, a year ago this time, that would have never happened. Q would have just been trying to catch his breath and figure out what the signal was. So um, a lot of growth in that department. And, and Josh is doing, he's kind of in the same position now, just trying to get further ahead and operate faster within the offense. How about Ryan Otten? He's, he's ways away. He's working really hard. He's doing a great job. He's a young player. I think what people don't know about Ryan necessarily is that he missed, I mean, three quarters of a season in development with an injury so you know it's almost like he had to kind of start over this off season so there's a big part of that that really it was just at the very end that he started to get better at right yeah what what do you want to get out of saturday the the spring game Uh, i think always in a situation like that the operational standpoint is, is big because you don't get many chances where it's actually ref sideline operation headphones communication how the coaching staff's talking, you know, things like that. I think those are the things you want to see. Like, are there substitution errors? You know, just trying to be clean with some stuff like that and, and the sideline being better. You know, you don't – the only tough part is you don't get to talk to the quarterbacks in between series. So you'd love to be able to, you know, talk a little bit more to those guys and, and help that communication between series so they can make adjustments. But um, I think that it's just kind of an operation piece. And, and there should be a little bit, even, even if things are simplistic, you know, to some point that – there's a obvious level of, you know, just competitive spirit, yeah. right? Like, I mean, they should be – it's the last time they're going to be able to put pads on for a while. And, you know, there's some guys that are fighting for jobs and looking to make that last impression. So I hope there's a lot of competitive fire and, and some good execution for sure.
Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.